Have you ever wondered what goes bump in the night? What could be lurking round the corner? What shadows are waiting for us in the dark? Why we feel like we are being watched by the mysterious eyes of an unknown entity? When all rational explanations have been exhausted it only leaves one explanation. The Paranormal Take a journey into the realm of the paranormal with your hosts, Damon Penny and Ben Winfield. We explore all things paranormal from mediums, to apparitions, from orbs, to the occult, from demons, to angels, and everything in between. So strap in, and join us, as we explore into the unknown. And don't forget, things can get, a little, strange. The Other Dimension Show on Pulse Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your Saturday Night Paranormal Fix, and you're here with the Other Dimension Boys. Oh my God. And I'm joined by my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the dude. We all know him as a librarian, Mr. Ben Winfield. Hold on, mate. I got you. <laughs> That's professional. I had you muted. Look at oh, that. Oh, nice. We've had nothing but technical problems all Wednesday and now tonight. Ben took ages to get on. It's just been crazy. Mad. mad. It's been a mad one, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been a mad one. Shouts out to everyone locked in live. Shouts out to everyone live on Pulse Talk Radio. Don't forget, guys, yeah. if you can't get enough of us, head over to patreon.com forward slash the other dimension for all your goodies. Tonight is a live debate. If you want to come live and talk with us, the link is in the description. I'm going to put it up in the chats now. I'm just going to hand over to Ben because he's got a couple of bits he wants to say. So I'm going to let him do his business and then we're going to get down to the show. So it's over to you, my friend. It's only only a quick one from me to people. Um, it's a bit personal on this level. Um, for those of you who obviously don't know me, on the radio, you've been listening to me a while. Um, I suffer from depression. I'm bipolar and I, I don't take any med- medication. So mm-hmm. I have, if you've noticed in the past couple of shows, I have been rather quiet and not my usual self. So I just mm-hmm. want to put that out in case anyone was worrying. But I'd just like to take this time as well to say to people, a lot of mental health when it comes to blokes, they just there's a stigma that we all that we deal with it quietly. Mm. But that's how suicides happen, especially in the male population. Yeah. Just just take your time to sit if someone isn't acted normal, just sit and talk to them. If they're acting being isolated and just not wanting not looking positive on the world. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I know on this radio station, it's a sign of depression. It's a sign of demonic attachment, stuff like that. But <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily always that way. No, just no. The British way of dealing with it is going up to him, punching him in the shoulder and getting him a beer and sit there and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But around the world, I, I don't know if it's the same, but please just... If a friend of yours goes really quiet all of a sudden, just sit and 
talk to them because that's probably all they need. They don't want to ask because they don't want to bother anyone. They want to just reach out to them. 100%. So, sorry to drop that bombshell straight away, but I just thought I'd put it out there a bit. 100%. And agree with you on that one, man. 100%. Fair, the, people I mean... that, the people that have helped me through the past couple of months of this, as Damon has been yourself. Thank you. My partner Lou has been my absolute rock through through it all. And to be honest, I probably uh, there is a few times, even in the past, where I wouldn't be sat here if it hadn't been for people like Lou being part of. So Mm. I just want to make it clear: always check on people. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I always say to people, I'd rather you ring me or chat to me than rather go to your funeral. So it's definitely something and it's is that stigma in it in men that we are supposed to suck it up and crack on with it yeah. and this is no dig at feminism or that sort of thing because i know no, women no. suffer it but yeah. at the end of the day it is a big thing and people like like people say in the chat kindness goes a long way honestly i say this openly to anyone that is listening to this if you are in that depression depressive state if you have no one else to turn to, email the page, email myself, email Damon, he'll put you in touch with me. I know what it's like to be there. Mm-hmm. Get in Definitely. touch with me. and I will gladly sit and help and talk to you at any point in time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm there for a chat. I'm always there for a chat. I'm always helping people out, you know. And this is what this yeah. show's about as well, you know we help people off our own backs we don't charge um whether it be demonic attachment or <laughs> i don't know something as simple as you know you've seen things happen in your house we do it all the time we deal with all this sort of stuff all the time and we just help people out because we're there for people and people have got to be there for each other as well you know don't it's a big thing yeah definitely Let's do our shout-outs to everyone out there. Yeah. Big shouts yeah. out to Matt oh. Chapman. Welcome along. Shouts out to your mum, <laughs> Tim. Out to my mum. Hey, look, <laughs> out to Emma. Welcome along to the show. Out to Annette. Out to Kay Maloney. You'll be hearing from her halfway through the show. She'll be doing her crystal balls tonight. It's going to be good. Um, shouts out to Robbie. Out to Robbie Crosen. Live from... Haunted Scotland over there in my Scotland uh, branch. Welcome along. I mean, tonight is all about live debates. Now, I know the stream says stream starting soon, but I didn't prepare for this. But if you want to come live, the link is in the chat. The link is in the description. We want you guys to come live tonight. Come live on Pulse Talk Radio with us. And let's talk about the paranormal so just come live just come live you know i did see that post we was talking about on wednesday though about the um the haunted doll and the note (laughs) 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 quality quality oh big shouts out to everyone listening in loughton big shouts out to you guys yeah i saw that post and it was just like wow (laughs) what the hell if anyone hasn't seen it out there, right, we was talking on our bonus show on Wednesday and there's a post gone out about supposedly this haunted doll who, is, is it, did it stab its previous owners? 
um, supposedly killed its previous owners. <laughs> but, but if any of you haven't seen the photo, basically, the t- <laughs> <laughs> if, if people who have me on Facebook would have seen me and a friend, um, Martin, talking about it, because we're both, we're both builders, both mm. in the building industry. So basically, they, they found this doll inside this boxed-off room. Um, the bloke was doing some building work, apparently. Yeah. Now, <laughs> when you go to rip a wall down, you you start at the top and work yeah. your way down. But mm. this hole was about a foot off the ground. <laughs> yeah, I see that. <laughs> and the doll is perfect condition. And I mean, perfect condition. The paper that it's supposedly wrote on in pencil, which is shown, mm. is perfectly pristine white. <laughs> yeah, I see that, yeah. And they're claiming, oh, yes, this doll's been in there since 1960. Crazy. <laughs> no one in right, and nothing adds up to it whatsoever. There's no Definitely. dust or anything. It, it, the bit on there that makes me laugh right is the bit where it goes my preferred killing style was knives so i'm glad that you've brought some with you yes it's it's just it's just it's worse than the group group that tried to make out they got a photograph of two spirits And it oh, turned out yeah. the photo was just two fire extinguishers at the end of a corridor. Yeah, I remember that. That was quite a big paranormal group as well. Um, yeah, they were adamant. Yeah, they really were. I've got to send a big shout out to Christian Green, out to Chris. Welcome along, mate. Saying evening, my brother, my big brothers. Out to Chris. He's like our reigning champion for guests on the show. Love having Chris on the show. Yeah, it's great. And he's doing that. Yeah. Referred to him the other day as the little brother. Yeah, he is. He's the little brother, yeah. Have you seen his um, mythology thing he's been doing? It's quite cool, you know. Yeah, I've been watching it. It's good. Yeah. The guy knows how to research. Uh, If anybody wants to go and watch that, Chris, every Sunday on the Mystics Paranormal page, does a Greek mythology rundown. Um, He's done, like, the creation theory. He's gone through a few of the um, Greek gods and the deities and he knows his stuff and it's definitely worth watching if you're into all the greek stuff um it's definitely worth watching now i saw something earlier on facebook that i wanted to talk to ben about because I, I lined a couple of things up in case everyone bricked it and couldn't bother to come live so <laughs> but there's this really cool post on facebook about a guy that spent um, half an hour in the world's most quiet room. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. It's supposed mm. to be terrible to be in there. Yeah, after like five minutes, he was able to hear his own heartbeat and then he started seeing these entities and then they were whispering at him and he was banging on the door, um, like trying to get out. He's like, I want to get out, I want to get out, but the, the security guard went, for the, went to the bog <laughs> and when he actually opened the door he was laying there like flat on his back looking at the ceiling no expressions whatsoever and he ended up in a mental hospital and he's still there to this day yeah i can i can take it on value that's it's mad yeah can you imagine that though 
like it being locked in the world's most quietest room where you couldn't hear your own heartbeat. He even said he heard the blood flowing through his veins. Crazy. I'd be happy with peace and quiet for a minute. Yeah, yeah for a minute, not for half an hour. <laughs> I don't know, um, no, no Marlock, I'd probably just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'd break the record because I'd be fast asleep. Ben Winfield spends the longest time in the world's most quietest room asleep. <laughs> so it's how um, I plan on achieving a life like through teachings of Buddha. I'm going to go meditate for a treat, fall asleep for a thousand years, <laughs> just wake up and go, What did I miss? Yeah, it's, I mean, big shouts out to Robbie. He's saying he's just started doing back past life regression for people again. I mean, check that one out. I've seen Robbie at work, um, he's been live on. The Demonologist UK is very good at what he does. So if you want to pass life regression reading, head over to Haunted Scotland. We are not alone. Um, Robbie's doing that now. Um, Chris is saying, yeah, it's something to do with the negative decibels. You can apparently hear the blood pumping around your body. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Um, your body creates certain sounds, doesn't it? Up to unaudible yeah. decibels due to the fact of noise pollution, basically, around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Matt hit the nail on the head. He said here... They say our own heads are scary places. 100%. Yeah, well, his is, is, trust me. I can, I've heard Matt's stories about Matt. You've told me a story about Matt. So, yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> He's an immovable tree. <laughs> so, tonight, guys, it's all about you. You pick the subject. If you want to come live, the link is in the description. Come live and let's chat about it. But if you don't, guys in the chat room, stick up a something you want us to talk about something you want us to address within the paranormal and we will address that Annette saying that she'd probably fall asleep it sounds like heaven to be honest <laughs> yeah I agree with you 100% 100% now here's a scary thing for you did you know officially today that demonic possessions are down by 17% worldwide where's that Officially from the National Statistics of Paranormal um, Paranormal Societies or something. <laughs> okay, I, I want to know where this gets tracked, how it gets tracked. Exactly. Is that when you go to possession, like someone's like doing an exorcism and there's a bloke stood there with a clipboard and go, so today, how do you feel? How is your possession of one in a hundred? Yeah. Are you feeling certain symptoms? Yeah. Um, would you be interested in extern extending your warranty on your head? Uh, exactly. Your <laughs> I can't even finish. Um, are you interested in taking our full exorcism insurance policy? It's an extra six ninety nine <laughs> a month. <laughs> you just, uh, I can just see it there. Some bloke in a business suit turn up in the Middle East to check on like gin possession <laughs> uh, are you happy are you satisfied with your with how this is going can't even <laughs> speak a lick of english it's, it's it's crazy i mean chris has said out of how many known cases to be honest you mate i think they pull these numbers straight out of thin air you know yeah i'm gonna say i'd love to see him cross-reference that with the vatican yeah see definitely. what their numbers come up with and then other different i'd love to 
I'd love to see how it works because I've seen some, to put it bluntly, I've seen some crap before. I've seen someone who who stated on their website they can track how thick or thin the veil is. Yeah. <laughs> Which was you know really what? impressive. In all seriousness, right, the problem with the way the paranormal is nowadays is everyone thinks they're an expert and with the paranormal you can spur information and without any sort of clarification and people will just automatically believe that you know when me and you talk about uh demonic possessions hierarchy anything like that we always back it up with things that we've read and not just in one book one two three four five five books you know yeah <laughs> these That's people the literally just pull this information out of nowhere you know, most of the time, yeah, that is that is exactly where they're doing pulling it just out. Pulling it out. just it grabs yeah. me and and just makes I'm me. Trying so not, I'm trying not to use swear words to describe. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it is one for you, actually. Um, Robbie's saying um, being blood marked. I had one this year, first time in my thirty-six year career in a paranormal. I've heard of that, but I don't know what being blood marked is. So, what's being blood marked, Ben? I am not willing to get into that because if it's the one that I think it is, mm. it's best kept off the radio. Okay, that's fair. It's, it's fair. it's fair. It's fair. Obviously, you know, <laughs> people know I'll keep certain things like how to actually properly summon demonics. I keep that off the radio. You yeah. have to be a student of mine to learn how to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean we try to give knowledge to people out there that is useful but not to the point where they can literally like you know spin their head 360 as a, <laughs> a little pub show or thing do you know what I mean <laughs> oh I don't know I don't know let's see what people are saying though um Robbie's saying that he loves gin especially orange flavour I love oh, I um, like yeah yeah I think you can get loads of favors now you can get them um little purple ones as well it's crazy um, i'd just like to say thank you rob you've just cost me more money because lou's just realized i've not brought a gin in a while <laughs> annette's saying the demons are doing their own polls a hundred percent more than yeah, likely you, you know down hell i've looked you know, down there, it basically looks like a betting rink at the races. Yeah. races. There's going to be one demonic there just screaming out, shouting stuff, and others running up, giving information. <laughs> Kathy's saying, um, going on. <laughs> Kathy's saying, you haven't taught me that one yet. I want my head to spin. <laughs> I tried it um, once, but my neck sort of jolted in place. Yeah. I ended up with a whiplash claim. <laughs> Chris is saying <laughs> Chris is saying don't be a Crowley locked in for six months didn't work read instructions wrong yeah 100% I mean I was reading into that the other day Crowley was an evil man he really was an evil man I told I, I've always said this to people people don't realise they go, oh yeah, Alistair Crowley's worked amazing. Yeah, but actually look at the history of the 
Mm. Yeah. He got kicked out of Italy by Mussolini, who was like Hitler's best friend. So if you're getting kicked out by someone that's that evil, you must have done something wrong, I suppose. Oh, God, yeah. The people, the one one person I've always said, they don't want to look at how, how things work. And people always hate me for saying this. But one mm. of the best people to look at isn't Crown. No. Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, also as well, if people want to get into, like, the whole magic spelt with a K, look at the Enochian stuff that John Dee was doing. He's... Yeah. Enochian magic is like pure and good intent and it was all to do with like because they believed Enochian language was the angelic language wouldn't they yeah and you've got Enotic and angelic um, mm. if I remember angelic is the language of the lesser angelic so you're looking at arch angelics anything that isn't basically what we would what me and you know is messy yeah. And Enotic was higher up, so you're looking at the Nephilim, you're looking at the actual angels and stuff like that. Yeah. And like the um the Anaphim as well, which are the bigger version yeah. of the Nephilim. Yeah. I mean also I read the other day that the Seraphim speak Enochium, which are the fiery ones. Yeah. Mm. Jin mean, also understand Enotic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people have this fallacy that jinn speak ancient Hebrew or Aramaic, but it depends on the province, doesn't it, and and where they, you're looking at them. They do speak like Sumerian, the older languages like Sumerian, Babylonian, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, they're not so much, from what reports say, they're not that good at speaking Hebrew. They tend to stick more to Arabic. Yeah. Mm. It's only... What I may pronounce this wrong, so if anyone is Jewish listening, I completely apologise. <laughs> but I think, I think, if I remember correctly, I think it's golems that created out of clay. Yeah, yeah. They speak golems. more. He, the spirit, the spirits of them, which are like oh. the spirits of clay. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll go on a tangent explaining that. So I'm going to stop myself right now. They speak <laughs> Hebrew. Yeah. Where Jane understand Hebrew, but they can't write it yeah. from what we've been shown. I mean, it, the thing is, with all these sort of, these older sort of civilization stuff, it's it seems to have died out now. A lot of like sort of the new age spirituality and the new age stuff that's coming through now, you can trace their roots back to like the Norse times. Yeah. You know, we were speaking before we come on about the um, the runes that witches use, the different runes. All yeah, them symbols that... on the runes are all old Nordic symbols. Yeah. The, the thing is, a lot of... You've got two different types. You've got Theban, which is what witches use nowadays, a hell of mm. And then you've got the old Nordic runes, which are two separate things. Yeah. Well, for some bizarre reason, the modern age, they couldn't linked in together which you can link that straight back to the 1940s with the SS yeah. Heimlich Himmler trying to bring out Master Race obviously with the 
trying to get the Aryan race being Nordic, trying to go back to the Nordic roots for the for the German people. Yeah, the Aryan German race. Sort of Keep yeah. trying to spin it round to this. Well, they were trying to spin it into this major thing, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they were trying to build this Ario-Germanic race based on the Norse like sort of mythology. It was like they believed in this thing called Wattonism. Now, we know Watton as the Norse god of war. And what Guido von List was doing, who was the sort of the godfather of early Nazi SS sort of spiritualism... Um, it was done by people like Guido von List and Helena Plavatsky and all of his like little cronies that he had around at the time. They were they were trying to link certain places in Germany and certain families in Germany with Norse gods. Like there's a um, there's a town in Germany called Freyaborg, and he said that that was built by Freya. And I think Freya yeah. was Thor's wife, wasn't she? Yeah, which the, basically when you look actually at it, um, just to reply why I think about it, because I'm reading it, Matt's comment. Um, yeah. Yeah, you are right. It was it was soulless. But there's a difference between soulless and spirit. Um, mm -hmm. Different entities. But yeah, Matt, I have to say, I've always, Matt has been one of my closest friends for years and he has no filter whatsoever. If I say something wrong, he'll pick it up straight away, which is... <laughs> In my eyes, it's brilliant having someone like that with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the problem with the Germanics is they try to make their link to the, the Viking era. Mm. Yeah. The Vikings were more like in sort of in Norway, Denmark, yeah. Finland, that sort of way. Germans at the time were still more of the Germanic tribes. Now, these were the guys like... Um, tribes of like Helvetios that had fought against they were the last standing against Roman yeah so they're trying to mix like the Germans for example like the one about they were trying to mix it all into one thing and they just ended up with this barbaric mess yeah yeah it, it, it was even went down to the point I mean people like we said it on the Mystic show we talk about it on the bonus show the German swastika, everyone seems to... It, it's just symbolism nowadays. If you see a German swastika, it's um, automatically put over to race. And that's because of what happened during the Second World War. But if you look beyond, like the beginning of the 1900s, the end of the 1800s, um, in the area of German states, in like Austria and places like that, the swastika was the crossed hairs, which was a Nordic rune. Um, and was actually linked to like philemic teachings and um, that hermeticism and stuff like that. And it's how symbolisms are sort of geared towards nowadays. Um, like we always talk about the story of the upside down cross. When people see it yeah. as the sign of Satan, it's actually a, a very biblical thing, the upside down cross. Like it's massively religious, you know? Yeah, it's how. Um... Peter was uh, crucified because he didn't feel yeah. that he was worthy enough to be crucified the same way as Jesus. The turn across upside down. 100%. 100%. Right, we're going to get to a couple of these comments and then we've got to go to our ad break and hand over to our 
Resident Mystic, Kay Maloney, who is be doing Crystal Balls tonight. But first, let's get to these comments. Annette, we're going to talk about this after the break. She says she's been reading about the Lord of the Rings films and linked to the Nephilim story. Now, I've heard this. Yep. And it's really, really cool. So we will talk about that. Um, Chris is saying um, they were very ahead of their time in terms of genetics, not to say that they were right. They were. And Matt, Mr. Nonfilter Matt, says Frigg was Odin's wife and he thinks Freya was a Valkyrie, but he may be wrong. You probably are right, mate, if I'm honest with you. Um, I'm not completely up to date with all the Norse gods and deities. So... <laughs> He is pretty good with it. Yeah, I mean, I've got a book to read. Not got there yet, but I will get to it. I will get to it. So, guys in the chat room, don't leave us. Everyone on Pulse, don't leave us. Anyone want to come on? Come on, honestly. The, the link is there. there. The link is there. We're so ready for it. We're so, so ready for you guys to come on. Um, all you've got to do is click the link. It will send you backstage and we'll be able to get you on after the short ad break. So, we're going to hand you over now to the other dimensions resonant mystic k maloney and tonight we'll be learning about crystal ball reading so guys hang tight and we shall see you in a minute you are now entering true divination we enter a world of divination with a resident divination superstar who will take you on the journey of discovery from tarot crystal balls, tea leaves, pendulums, and much, much more. So sit down, clear your mind, and concentrate as we enter True Divination with Kay Maloney. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to True Divination with me, Kay Maloney, within the small ray of light that is the other dimension. So primarily, what do I do? For those of you who are new, I am a clairsentient medium by trade. I am also a full-time paranormal investigator alongside my husband, Craig. I also am a meditation practitioner. I'm available for tarot and I'm also a guest medium um, for lots of other events companies, as well as having our own little show on Pulse Talk Radios um, coming every Monday, seven to eight, called lifting the veil tail from the other side so i'll bore you with anything else if you want to kind of have a look at some more of my work just pop it into facebook Kay maloney claire sentient medium quibalist and meditation practitioner and it's all on there so today we're going to be doing all about crystal ball gazing or crystal ball reading so the crystal ball as you can see on the table is you pretty much like bog standard equipment for what we call fortune tellers now you're probably asking where did all of this come from how did we get the ball and how did it become a reading so primarily gazing into the orb which is the sphere of the crystal is supposed to give the reader a vision of the future which is then usually shared to the client for an energy exchange so today we tend to connect to crystal balls with fortune tellers often from the Rome Egyptian court culture now this is a very proud one for me because um, I am third generation Roma um, so for me, the crystal ball just goes hand in hand with some of my heritage. But to learn the origins of the crystal ball and how they're shrouded in mystery and why most powerful psychics in history, specifically women, we have to go back to the ancient druids and a practice called scrying. Now, the history of crystal balls 
are still a little bit of a mystery and their origins have got muddled over the time. But in the third century BC, the Druids were an elite class of healers, spiritual storytellers and advisors, particularly in the ancient Celtic culture of the British Isles. So they basically um, believe that gazing into any reflective surface, in this case a crystal ball, um, would allow them to see into the future. Now the ancient Druids also used other things like bones, etc, etc. But specifically where the variant of world, um, where basically people just wanted to perceive kind of a perception and an understanding. The main thing they're going to want to know is what happens to them. So the Druids basically found this as advice for kind of villagers and folk. And this over time became not specific to the Druids. Other cultures adopted the process and this has gone on for many, many centuries. So if you have a look at the research for the Druids, scrying goes back um, thousands of years. And it's also been used for shiny stones, crystals, glass balls and gemstones. So when the Romans took over the British Isles, the Druids were all but eliminated. And this practice somehow managed to stay alive. So this is then when it moved on to divining with balls. And one of the first written mentions of crystal balls um, was basically part of against the Christianity teachings. And it was a practice of the contempt. So St. Augustine wrote in his The City of God from the 5th century that using crystal balls as a way to become entangled with the deceptive rites of demons who masquerade under the names of angels. So typically the same that goes... Um, mysticism against the church. It was all about control. And basically during the renaissance of the crystal ball, the academics began to kind of understand mysticism, particularly with the Arab people. The Arab people and their understanding of the natural world ultimately linked that crystals came from the ground. So why would they not be a diviner? European scholars began to take a second look at crying and saw that the practice had a pop like basically a resurgence in popularity particularly among the elites and then in the 9th and the 14th centuries a groups of roma people who migrated from india to europe brought them their nomadic lifestyle and mysticism so this put the roma people at odds against the catholic church and basically us as roman gypsies were, were known for our fortune telling predicting the fortunes and basically because it was a pop-up art we could travel and make money and this is predominantly the crystal balls where we see kind of the headscarves the rings the balls this became synonymous to our culture so the image of a gypsy with a headscarf and hoop, hoop earrings is something that's kind of the modern view of mysticism now believe it or not crystal balls in the modern era have been used by someone even as important as queen elizabeth i she believe it or not relied on crystal ball readings from an advisor called john d who was a famous mysticist and a mathematician and she wanted to see kind of her reign also people like john fk john f kennedy his assassination was foretold in the crystal ball so in pop culture now the crystal ball has become such a symbol of predicting the future that it's always in television wizard of oz aladdin harry potter etc etc so the crystal ball is synonymous across the cultures for mysticism now again when we conduct a reading um the room has to be clear of all negative energy I always cleanse the ball first. As you can see, I have my cards out because my tarot and my ball go hand in hand. I cannot work without one without the other. If you're going to try this at home, it's important to remember that we're not actually gazing into the crystal to look. We're gazing in for a link to the earth and for a link for imagery. Allow that ball to kind of pop you into a bit of a transitive state and allow the messages in the images to pop into your head. Some people believe that the image is in the ball. Some people believe it is an intuitive image. And what I want you all to do now is just to kind of 
take the time. In order to do a proper reading, you need to be sat in front of me. But what I want you to do now is just to watch as the smoke gazes around that ball and into the ball and what comes into your head. And that is your reading for this evening, everybody. So thank you all for listening again. And um, from the small ray of light within the other dimension, this is me, Kay Maloney. Pulse Talk Radio, the place to come for talk shows about the paranormal. Sponsored by the Psychic Clinic. Empowering self-healing. Thepsychicclinic.com Do you enjoy the Other Dimension show? Do you want more from the boys? Do you need that one more show? Well, have we got a treat for you. Head over to www.patreon.com Com and become an official patron of the show. For just £3 a month you get a weekly bonus episode. This bonus episode can only be heard on Patreon by the true ODDs. So don't miss out. www.patreon.com and sign up today. Oh yes, oh yes. Sign up people. Sign up. That's how we go. <laughs> We're joined by Christian Green. How you doing, mate? How are you doing? You alright? Yeah, yeah, man. All good. Look all at good. his wee little face. Oh, no. He's had a haircut as well for the show, look. Yeah. <laughs> are you trying to grow a beard as well? No, I've just not shaved. You that in at the last minute. I've just not shaved in a couple of days, that's all. Got a bit of bum fluff. <laughs> and we're joined by Christian Green, the man who knows his Greek stuff. Now, yeah. Chris, you've been doing some really yeah. cool stuff with the Greek thing. I mean, I've been watching every Sunday. What have you got in tune for this week for us? Well, I'm going to go more into the Titans this week, hopefully. Boom! So, so I've sort of gathered basis of the Greeks, sort of mm-hmm. a bit of who they were. And I've gone through the the twelve that everyone more or less knows. Yeah. Then I've gone for the creation, and now I'm moving forward. So like going, so I've done the creation. Now I'm going into the Titans. Brilliant. Ah, uh, big big question for you though. I mean, to ask you this the other day. Who invented the pizza, Romans or the Greeks? It was the Greeks, wasn't it? Yes. Nah, no, I, I disagree on that. It's got to be a debate, so someone's got to disagree on it. I think the pizza was invented by the Americans. You think it was <laughs> the the size of their pizzas? Yes. Yeah. I made I made the mistake when I went out there and all because like, the American people listening will understand this mistake. I went out and asked for a pizza. Now in England, a pizza is about twelve inches big. Yeah. In America, twelve inches is basically a slot. <laughs> I did the stereotypical British singer that's for a full pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, pizza's like massive out there. It's everyone eats it. Now, I want to get into some bits because I've got some questions from Chris as well when it comes to the Greek stuff. Now, demons within the Greek mythology, did they have them? They well it's not something I've looked widely into, mm-hmm. but obviously, I think they did. Well, they they had, well, they had the underworld. They had various 
bits like that. So I'm guessing they did. Yeah. Seen them square. It's quite funny. <laughs> I mean, it's not something. It's not. It's not something I've looked. Look, like I'm aware of like their various mythological creatures. Yeah. Like, yeah, like hydras um, and. Yeah. Yeah. People people often get confused um, with the kraken though. That's one thing that does my head in a little bit. Yeah. Because they often associate the kraken with Greek mythology. Yeah. Whilst they, whilst they do have a similar creature that's described, they don't call it the kraken. That's actually a Norse word for octopus. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, you need bonus points for that. Yeah. Damn right. Nice one. So, um, but because of um, you've got the... Um, I'm trying to think about this now. You've got similar stories coming from obviously both Norse and Greek, mm-hmm. um, because obviously um, around Greece they had quite a lot of volcanic activity. So, yeah. like sailors would actually talk about stories where they had vapor and smoke rising, you know, ju- near active volcanoes and things like that. Like, and they'd say something would come up and swallow their ship. But yeah. the Greeks' term for what was the kraken is actually called the skilla. I think, I'm, I think I'm getting that right. Yeah, yeah, that carried on through like um, uh, pirate times when you had the um, the tobacco trading and the slave trading during um, that time with the English and Spanish Armada because they used to be scared of the skrilla as well. So mm. it all sort of molds together. Now, when we talk about demons in Greek mythology, I know for a fact I've never looked into it really personally, but I know that how for. Halfor was classed as a demonic and he was the ferryman that took the souls to the other side. Yeah. Ferryman is not classed as a demonic. It is in certain books. Would you call him a... He's more of a guide, isn't he? Would you you say? He is actually classified as being an eternal and what's known as an epionic. He's the sister. They are neither. They're not classified to anything really, because yeah. they are beyond everything. Oh there yeah, 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 yeah. Life itself, the three sisters, Father Time, Mother Nature, yep. Dream. The world, yeah, the world wouldn't exist without ferryman in pretty much everything. Even cultology state that the ferry, the ferryman is beyond other spirits. Mm. They're the commanders, they're the keepers in the sense of the veil, the void, the ether, everything. Yeah. Sort of the Heimdall and all something like that. <laughs> Within reason, yeah, but higher up. Yeah. I'm so lost. Heimdall, Heimdall is, base, is literally the Viking version of Ferriman. Yeah. Literally, in every single religion, you find this one person who is the keeper of like the gateways. Same yeah. as you find in every religion, the, the three sisters are in absolute every single religion. Yeah, past, present, and future, isn't it? We had yeah. a bit of a conversation about it, didn't we, David? Yeah, me and you were talking about mm-hmm. it. We were talking about the past, yeah. present, and future, and yeah, we- you was going back to how they were represented. And you can see them in the cartoon um, of Hercules in Walt Disney, where one of them share yeah. the same eye. Depending on who holds the eye, can see into the past, present, or future. And it actually sort of works like that through Greek mythology as well. Mm. But we're talking about. 
ontology side of that as well. It's not the eye isn't actually an eye it's said to be a crystal. Mm. It was said to be a time crystal. The oh, thing right. that we are trying to make now. They must have um, stole it from Thanos's hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's where it went? Yeah, it's exactly where it went. I mean, the Greeks and the Romans, yeah, it's very close. And then they draw inspiration from the Norse, and it—it's almost like that time, like that storytellers. It, it, these stories get passed down and down and down and down to the point where we get them now. And then people have their own sort of interpretation of what it is. Like, I read a book where Halfor, we were talking about the ferryman, he was classed as demonic, but he was classed as a gatekeeper. Mm. Yeah. So, I think it's down to interpretation. I mean, is it on TikTok that you're doing the Zeus things, the crazy things that Zeus has done, Chris? No, um that's not actually i'm doing that on video video editing software and then putting it on the page mm. so I mean, um the one you've well, just yeah. put up is cool it's really cool <laughs> yeah the one the one about the flood yeah yeah to be honest that is a very interesting story yeah because the amount of obviously different cultures that talk about a flood and you know, a man and a woman surviving in some way. Norse mythology does it to a certain extent with Ragnarok, where you've got um, the man and the woman that are hidden in the tree, yeah, that emerge after after Ragnarok. Yep. Mm -hmm. You've got it in Christianity. You've got it in Greek mythology. I'm not sure about others, but I'm guessing they have. Egypt, Native American, Hinduism, early teachings of Buddhism. Yeah. Um, Even the Mayans uh, predicted the flood. Yeah, it's it's when you it's when you get stories like that which are just so widespread in the the civilizations that don't even touch each other or are not known to touch each other that go into the same thing. You you almost have to sit there and say, well, if they're saying that, you, they've got to be right somewhere, aren't they? Well, yeah, I can Definitely. give you a date of it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got my brain box by the side of me as well. Are you not going to tell Hello. Chris what he had for breakfast? <laughs> no, Chris, Chris, I'm getting I'm getting that your grandparents are alive. <laughs> All uh, right. <laughs> I've got to be yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alive. yeah. See? Look at that. Connections, man. Connections. Did you have breakfast this morning? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Oh. That's why he's so happy. He's not carrying that excess weight. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, important meal of the day. Oh yeah, don't skip it anymore. All right. Otherwise, you'll have me to deal with. Um, <laughs> getting onto the whole paranormal thing. Um, you talk about floods. Annette mentioned before the link between the Lord of the Rings and the story of the Nephilim. Mm. Now. This is interesting because I've heard the story behind it. Um, supposedly, um, Legolas is an elf. Um, you've got the trolls, which is uh, Gimli. And when you link it back to the Nephilim, um, Aragorn was supposed to be Nephilim. And that's how 
the whole story sort of comes about. Um, he is a... um, one of the Dundane, which is a um, descendant of um, elf and human, and he's mm-hmm. blessed with long life. Yeah. And in the, um, I believe, in the Lord of the Rings films, he's actually 80 years old. He looks good. 87. 87, something like that, yeah. I've not watched it in years. I, I love the films, but I can't read the books. Yeah. Everyone says they struggle. Everyone says they struggle with a similar um Yeah. That book, everyone says they struggle with it. I've I've not read it. No, I well, haven't. That's, that's supposed to cover the whole the whole history of Middle Earth. Ah, uh, Nett's saying the stories are depicted in the books of Enoch and Enki. Mm. I mean, yeah. I've read the book of Enoch's. It, it sort of goes along them lines. I get, I get where they're coming from. Emma's saying uh, you're not called Frodo for nothing, Ben. <laughs> 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 well, I'm going to clear this up now, just for the Go embarrassment. For <laughs> Basically, when Lord of the Rings first came out. My hair was that was as long as Frodo, <laughs> and my sister had just finished watching the law, like the, the first one. Mm. And the first thing she did was open the door, literally look at me, burst into a fit of laughter, and just went, "Frodo!" And that's it. It stuck for ever since that first film came out. <laughs> he had hairy toes. <laughs> yeah, Matt saying you had hairy toes as well. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I think it's also to do with my boot size because, like, my feet, my boots are like size twelve. Oh, good God! Wow. <laughs> I mean, a lot of stuff nowadays. It sort of links into what me and you were talking about, um, Chris, where you sending them things over about that comic book hero. I can't, I, you know what? I can't remember the name of it for life. I mean, John John Constantine. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how these stories sort of make their way into modern society all the time for instance yeah. the lord of the rings um depicting the books of enoch and enki and then you've got the john constantine thing because you've got the constantine film with keanu reeves where he defeats the demons yes. and that i mean you were sending me some really cool info over about the whole john constantine comic books well yeah that, that's that's an interesting thing because um he the the actual writer and creator of his character has said he's met they basically met who he, who his character is in real life yeah. in passing almost almost as if like it's sort of one of them where so did he actually create the character yeah or is that yeah, character it's, a real person it's, it's definitely like it's, i mean it's almost as if like stories just repeat themselves constantly um yeah what's the main one that i was thinking of um the, uh, the story of Lucifer being the light bearer, that has raised its head numerous times over the years. You know, we go through these stages where Satanism is forgot about and then it's in the mass media and then it's forgotten about and then it's in the mass media, like the whole satanic panic back in the 60s and 70s. And then it sort of disappeared off in the 80s and 90s. And now it's doing this whole rearing its head again. Um, it's just crazy how stories sort of follow through. And they, the history repeats itself. Do you know what I mean? It's just crazy. Um, 
Matt's saying the comics are great. And this is going to pop up in a second. The comics are great, but they do do they hold any truth, or is it too watered down? <coughs> That's all you know, Chris. Is he on about the uh, Constantine comics, the Hell yes. the Hellraiser comics? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, well, obviously, it, it's not based on correct truth. It's like a lot of things. It's all Hollywoodized or mm. made entertainment. Not, not, not necessarily. Yeah. You've got things like um, Constantine, for example, um, Supernatural. Um, Lucifer, the TV show. Mm. Now, these all do hit with some truth on it. Yeah, some truth. Um, More than you would realise. Like, I've sat before, and I know a few other cultologists on sort of my my level, in a sense, have all sat there and gone, sort of been sat there uncomfortably going, this is really like close <laughs> to the line of giving out the wrong the right information for the wrong reasons yeah that certain information you need to hold up not hold back but hold back until you've understood enough to learn it yeah and i i myself sat there a few times going mm, that's Really, really close to a line. Luckily, I don't think anyone's paid attention enough to notice it. We had that yeah. conversation about supernatural, though, didn't we? Because they have yeah. they have the occultologist who actually works who works. Yeah, with they them. are the biggest pain in the backside for it. Yeah, but, but Constantine, like his character, because um, what's it? He was went. I think his he was originally based off his character was based off Sting. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's who they based his character off. And um, I think his origin story is he had a twin when he was when his mum was pregnant. He had a twin who he strangled with an umbilical cord, <laughs> and then and then he came to life and actually killed his mum on the way out. It's crazy. So it was a very it, you know it's quite a messed up story. But like he, th- th- this is just one of the things he tricked, like loads of basically kings of hell into giving basically selling his soul to them. So that he became immortal, mm. because he gave it to all of them, and obviously they all would then have to fight over it. Yeah, I think with stories nowadays, there has to be some element of truth in it. It's almost as if, like, for instance, people that are compulsive liars, they might be lying about something, but there's an element of truth behind that lie. And it's the same with the stories we see today, like the film Constantine, like the Lord of the Rings, um, like the Constantine comics. Um, we talk about Supernatural. There is an element of truth behind each episode of Supernatural. There is that back history, like um, the episode with the Scarecrow, uh, yep. who was the Norse god that if the townspeople didn't sacrifice the youngsters to him, he'd destroy the town, he'd destroy the crops. And if you actually look at Norse mythology, that's true. So there's always an element of truth behind all these stories that we come across, you know. But Supernatural, I'm hooked. I think I'm on like series four now. <laughs> oh, you're nearly, you're nearly on the good series. You're nearly there. I've still not watched a single episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going to talk to him now, Chris. Um, 
wait, wait until you get to the next season. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but season five is the best season out of all of them. Is it? I look forward yeah. to it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really hooked on it at the moment. Though, I'm watching something that Ben sent me about Bob Lazar and Element One Fifteen, which I can't put down. Um, I'm forty minutes in, and aliens exist, hundred <laughs> percent. I told you, I will talk about this documentary once. Uh, I've sent here quite a few people once. I've once you've all watched it, I'll sit and we have to talk to you, and you'll finally understand what we're going about about Element One Fifteen. Hmm. Definitely. I mean, it's crazy. Send the, right. send the link Sorry. over to Chris Ben. Yeah, and then what we'll do is next Saturday. If Chris is about, we'll have him on the show and we'll talk about that documentary because I'm almost yeah. finished it. Send it to me, I'll watch it. Yeah, we'll mm. do. Honestly, it's. I was going to do an episode of it, obviously, when, when you'd all seen it. So we could yeah. sit and have a conversation on people to listen to. Because the listeners in America will understand it more because they. They, well, it was normal to them to hear about Bob Lazar when all folks came to surface. Mm. I mean, oh no, we can't do it next week. It'll have to be the week after. Next week we've got Equilibrium on, so we'll have to do it the oh, week yeah. after. So it gives Chris a little time to watch it, but we're definitely going to do that. Um, we've got three minutes left. I just want to post this up from Annette. Annette's wrote a very long post, which I'm going to read out here. It says... The story goes that the Anunnaki could not make beings that had a lifespan that lasted long, so they mixed their DNA with beings from another dimension called Lyrian, which produced what we know as humans today. The first were Adamu and Lilithu. We know them as they as Adam and Lilith. It's true, of course, we will never ever know. But that's very close to what I believe in, 100%. I know scientifically wise, the they can link every person in the world's DNA back to one single woman mm-hmm. from a new area of some area and places like that. I know they yeah. can link it all back to one single female. Yeah. Which would go in line with the actual Sumerian creation story of man, that we are a mix of their their blood, their, their DNA and the DNA of apes at the apes monkeys mm. primates basically of that era and that age yeah. so definitely definitely I mean that that's very close to what I believe in you know people always say to me what's your religious belief what do you believe in that's very very close to what I believe in um, I'm a registered I'm registered Gnostics so work out from that so <laughs> I get that question all the time. It's always something that comes up. What's your belief system? What do you label it as? I don't label it. I'm registered Gnostic, but I don't label my belief systems. So, yeah. it's what it is. You know what I mean? But, come to the end of the show. Thanks, Chris, for coming on tonight. It's great to have you in. Um, great to you're hear. live tomorrow, aren't you? Uh, yes, I will be. What time? I'll be live um 2 p.m. Okay. Should should be two pm. Mhm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> As if you don't sleep in. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. I'm actually at work tomorrow night, so I should, hopefully I should be up. Mm. But guys, do not miss it. Um, 
Greek mythology with Christian Green. It's definitely one to check out. Um, so much detail. Grab a pen and paper when he starts talking, though, because you're going to have to take notes. There's a lot to go through. <laughs> check, a, check a lot of mystics. Like, check uh-huh. If you want to see some good stuff, check a lot of mystic stuff. They're, they're all, all the teams starting to do little bits, aren't they? Yeah, we are. Like, you started doing bits. Um, I lose did one last week as well, which yeah. I don't know if you've got any planned at the minute. Just half, half sleep better. There was the dolt, <laughs> the dolt last night as well, which was quite good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we had a lot. We had a lot of photographs from the one we did with Lou, due to the fact that everyone thought the demon that was running around the house actually turned out to be a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely check out Mystics guys. They're doing some really cool stuff at the moment. Um, yeah. They do a Tuesday. Um, conspiracy chat they go live Wednesdays definitely check it out if you can't get enough of the other dimension and you want to become part of the team if you want to become a true ODD or a complete ODD head over to our Patreon it's patreon.com forward slash the other dimension you can now get the bonus show every Friday for a little as one pound a month or if you want that little bit extra more it's an extra extra two pound and it's three pound a month and you get an extra bonus show you get a book every week uh, every month you get posts all the time. I mean, Ben's off work at the moment, so he's posting like crazy on there. So make sure you go and check it out. Also, we've got some big things planned, some big things in the pipeline. Next week, we've got Equilibrium Paranormal coming on. Um, we're going to be talking about witches and Wiccan and witches in history. So it's going to be quite a good show next week. So, yeah, that's what we've got planned. So once again, Chris, thank you for coming on. Ben, that's all right. we're always here, aren't we? always a pleasure yep and don't forget guys help that person if you see them struggling I said in the beginning of the show it's all about helping somebody out be that shoulder to talk to that shoulder to cry on don't forget guys it's all about mental health okay now let's see if I can get it right this week (laughs) so from us here at the other dimension just remember guys if there's no other explanation there is always the other dimension. Take it easy, guys. Hey. We're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's that one.